Welcome to Mundo! Welcome to the Mute All Chat Podcast. I am your host, Flapjack Bill, and it is with sadness in our hearts that we must record today without the dear sweet Colonel Kraken. He's not dead or anything. He's just busy, so feel free to flame him in the chat, in the comments. In the meantime, we do have our good buddy Proxy Jack, and we're here to talk mad shit about League, help the low old plebs like our former selves climb, and generally entertain you. This is a safe space for feeders and scrubs, now mute all, and let's invade red. Proxy. I, I'm on my way. Ping, ping. You're flaming me, huh? Yeah, no. Well, you know. I know. I, I learned today that you play video games while we record. It is still League. TFT is just a reskinned of, you know, it's, it's still League. Can't get mad at me for it. I, I mean, whatever, man. Long as you can contribute. <laughs> I, I guess it's fine. Um, so yeah, we uh, we alas we don't have poor Kraken today. Uh, he messaged me earlier after I asked him uh, what he wanted to talk about on the podcast tonight, and he said he had a topic. And then he was like, a few hours later, he was like, "Actually, uh, I can't record." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> do I need to reschedule?" He was like, "I can't record until Monday of next week." And I was like, "Well, that's not going to happen because we got to put out an episode before then, and that's going to be this one." So Welcome we love him. Everyone. We love him, but alas, we uh, we are going to carry on without him, and he'll just have to listen to find out what happened. So, got a couple things we're going to hit on today, the biggest of which is going to be the patch, 10.3. Got a lot of sweeping nerfs, a lot of buffs, looking pretty interesting, although from my brief scan, doesn't look like there's going to be too much that's major. We'll see, though. Uh, but before we do that, let's talk about our ranked climb so far, since that was the inspiration for starting this whole thing. How are you doing so far, Proxy? Holy crap, like, I don't know if it was the complaining last week, and then everyone was like, oh, I know how to play this game now, because I've been listening to this fantastic podcast named Mute All Chat. Um, <laughs> but for whatever reason, I finally I'm not having, like, the most terrible time. I have actually been winning games so i am up to silver one um after like dropping back or dropping all the way down to silver three got straight up to silver one instantly won my promos made it to promos for gold and i am now two and oh in my series to get the gold hey there we go is this going to be the earliest you hit gold in a ranked season yeah i think last year although i I don't know, because last year was an odd year because I didn't have access to a computer that could play League for a few months. So That's true. I, I think it took till... I think I hit it in March, oddly, uh, last year. So mm. we'll say yeah for now. But Gotcha. How about you? Where are you at? That's a great question, scrub? actually. I need to look, because me and Kraken were playing yesterday, and we won a couple games. 
So I actually, I'm trying to see if that Rumble game was also in ranked, and I don't think it was. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I'm in promos to Silver Three. Um, I'm one and one, unfortunately. Had a really that loss was really stupid too. It made me mad. I mean, but you're climbing at least. Yes, yes. I'm climbing, and uh, we played. Uh, yeah, I am. I played a bunch of ADC with Kraken's uh, support because he's just the best support man I know. And uh, I had a, a killer Aphelios game, a terrible Varus game, a killer Ash game, a killer Kaisa game, and a rather supportive Senna game. But I'm 100% <laughs> win rate on Senna, Ash, and Kaisa this season. So. Sounds like the ADC is finally being able to carry again, just a small bit. Uh, the only time I actually carried was in the uh, the Aphelios game and the Ash game. The other games I was more just supplemental damage, but I'm rusty on mid around on ADC. Regardless, uh, that Rumble game was ranked, by the way. <laughs> oh no! I believe, uh, yeah, I lost in a Nivea game where I did really well, but my team just collapsed around me. Uh, we had a really god-awful set, a really god-awful Master Yi, and the worst misfortune I've ever seen in my life. And I went 2-1-2 and two with 200 CS in uh, 26 minutes, which is pretty good. Uh, but hmm. they had a Yasuo who was not fucking around in mid lane. He wasn't the carry, but he made things really difficult for me to do anything other than be in lane. He had like 250 CS. It was crazy. Oh dang! Yeah, yeah. we had a I had a game where I essentially got carried, and honestly, it was awful for me. But it was like, Freelo is Freelo. What you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. No. Then I played that Rumble game where. Uh, let me see what the enemy team drafted. It might explain why I picked Rumble. I think we were just like, fuck it. Let's just pick whatever, because I was already down a loss in promos. So I was like, maybe if I lose, I'll just get my free win earlier, right? Mm -hmm. They picked uh, Evelyn, Fizz, Heimerdinger, Soraka, Lux. Ugh. Yeah, it was a Ugh. it was a fucking horrible looking team. Uh, Kraken played Nami as he does, and we had a uh, Caitlyn on our team who just popped the fuck off, and a Shaka who just popped the fuck off. I picked Rumble mid, and our top lane picked Ari into the, um, she picked Ari into the Soraka, because that's where you play Soraka now, is top apparently, so I had to deal with the mm -hmm. Fizz, and I did okay at first, but, uh, eventually they lane swapped, because the Ari was getting the best of the Soraka, and then I just didn't do anything against Soraka all game, but we won. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, not no thanks to me. I did not contribute very much to that game. And you know, I think that brings up a point. I will pull up after the patch notes so we can keep this conversation going. But um, we can talk about honestly, it now if you want. Like, yeah, I mean, well, let's let's hit the patch notes really quick because it looks right. it looks like it's interesting because it's one that's going to start shaking up um, pro play, which I'm excited for. I'm sick of the constant these bands will always be consistent or they're going to be picked. It's just the same. It's been the same thing the entire time so far. Um, Cause it's kind of been annoying. Cause 
I like Kali, it's like, yeah, she got nerfed and now obviously pros are still carrying with her, so they had to do something about it, so they nerfed her again. So excited that I probably hopefully we won't see an Akali ban or pick this weekend. I'm really hoping on that because I want to see what how that mixes things up. Yeah, well, uh, how do you want to break down the patch notes? I know you brought up wanting to do the patch notes, so I'll let you sort of take lead on that. Okay, so let's take a look. We got buffs to Zero, Corky, Ezreal, Galio, Sejuani, and Yumi. And then we got the nerfs, Akali, Aphelios, Diana, Echo, Leona, Misfortune, Rumble, Senna, Set, and Sona. So mm-hmm. scrolling down, very first one, Akali, as I pointed out. Um, increase to her uh, energy costs for Q. Um, her movement speed got buffed, actually. So that's going to be interesting to allow for like different play. And then um, her R actually kind of got... Um, it looks like kind of moved around. I almost want to say that they just altered her to feel different with a little bit of a nerf overall, well... which is probably going to be interesting, but... From what I'm seeing here, the the uh, and I believe I'm looking at the same thing you are. The um the movement speed on her W, uh, it, yeah, it got a buff, but it became decaying movement speed. So you have the extra movement speed, but it it goes away after two seconds. So that's like a yeah. that's like a retool. And the same thing for her R. I think the only thing that really got nerfed on her is the Q energy. But the ultimate, now you have to target an enemy champion to do the R, which that actually feels like a massive nerf to me. Um, Because if you know that you're not going to, like, if you know you can't kill someone with a Kali in low elo anyways, you never use R to engage, like, ever. Mm. But if you know that you have the damage to kill somebody, you would always do it. Um, but more often than not, I feel like people were using their ultimate to just get away. Like if they dive too deep under turret or something and they need a quick out and they don't have flash, you just ult. Uh, so pretty much they're removing her ability to do whatever she wants for the most part. Yeah, it, it looks that, like... That uh, sounds good. I mean, it's it's a good nerf to a champion that they have a really hard time making balanced. Um, but looks like they created so it looks like it's going to be a point and click ability now instead of a skill shot they're going to give it a target range and yeah so it's it's likely going to be point and click and you have to click on an enemy champion and you'll probably jump straight to them maybe you'll land behind them like zed does on his ultimate but i doubt it you probably just land on at least that would at least allow for some counterplay like for an ari for example as like i pointed out to you (laughs) that one day like once you start getting in the higher yield, being to consistently to charm someone that pops up behind you would be great. Like, I, I was spectating one of my friends, and he's been on this big Vi um, kick. Like, and he's doing really well with her. But I noticed her ultimate automatically places her behind you. So it, it, it kind of does that whole Zed thing where now I'm on top of you, I'm behind you, and I'm going to, in this case, keep punching. So if you can throw that charm maybe you'll pull them under tower early or something like that so if you can consistently do that there's counterplay yeah yeah but uh yeah hope we'll, we'll see we'll see what the akali nerf does looking like uh straight after that we got a filios 
It's like a yep. uh, nerf to his max range with Calibrum, his sniper rifle. It used Which, to be honestly, infinite. Yeah, that, w that was so dumb. I watched uh, Sneaky on one of his VODs. Um, where it, or not on his VOD, his uh, YouTube channel, it was he was like literally by the dragon pit, and someone walked out of base, got hit by um, one of the turret sentries or whatever from one of his guns, and then just was able to three shot a gym all the way from dragon pit. And it was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that uh, I, I like Aphilios in the way he is right now. I mean, pre-patch 10.3, I haven't actually played on 10.3 yet. Uh, but pre-10.3, I liked him because he did a million things, but there's always a way to kill him. It's just mm -hmm. figuring out that way. And as soon as doing it before him, he does a million things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as soon as you get on him, it, it sucks. Although I've watched, I think it was uh, Korea... Um, there was some there was some BS going down on there because I think it was Rush or something. It was on Reddit, and man, like he had the he had like twenty of the boomerangs, and like he would throw one auto and then run away, and he was still waiting for the boomerangs to finish and then come back. It was <laughs> just absurd watching, and he ended up getting like that. Aphelios ended up getting a triple kill, and like Rush was like, I think it was Rush was just looking at. What's going on? I have no clue what I just saw, other than the fact that he blew one character up with one auto because yeah. of the 20 of them that he had. Yeah, he, uh, I like, I like, I don't want to harp on Aphelios too much, but I feel like it's, it's kind of funny watching like Twitter and Reddit and seeing people complain about not understanding what he does. It's like, if, 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 if they're going to put out a champion, that does that has you know five guns he only has one ability outside of his ult but he has five abilities because it's one button for five different guns you know mm -hmm. so like if they're gonna do that and we're he's gonna be out for weeks and weeks and we're still gonna have like color casters commentators even some players that are high elo like complaining about what he does it's like dude fucking go in the practice tool read what he does read the names of his guns figure out what his optimal combos are it's not that hard i spent probably mm -hmm. an hour in the practice tool on Aphilios just trying to figure out what all his shit did because i got killed by him one time and i was like i don't know what i just saw <laughs> and so like it, it it's not it should not be like they already they put out a comprehensive champion guide on him that freak did like it there's tools for you to understand what's happening with this champion and the only bad thing that still exists about him is not being able to understand what he has in his offhand as the opposing team like yeah, that's that's the, the only problem you brought up the exact point uh, i think he was perfect and i actually think you can double check but it's very annoying when it's a fight you have to actually click and it should give you like an indication at least what is on his offhand i believe it might only show his on hand i can't remember off the top of my head but like at least there's one that it gives you indication but yeah definitely I, if they can add in just an indicator on what two he has that'll help because then you know exactly what combo he's bringing in and the combos still elude me a little bit if because they're just so massive but like 
he's fun to play i'll give him that like it's interesting i just think it's a lot of work and i don't i'm not willing to put in that much yeah but he's fun i like yeah. him no i get it what's uh what's the next champ who's getting a nerf or a buff um it's actually Azir who's getting a buff, and I'm happy because they're buffing his ult. I always felt like the initial, like, how much they shrunk down his Emperor's Divide kind of sucked, and now he's getting an increase to it, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be uh, even more area of denial on the the man with the Sharima Shuffle, so that's pretty sick. Mm -hmm. I like that they buffed up his base mana stat as well by like a significant amount of mana it looks like that's pretty cool mm -hmm. yeah getting that extra 50 so another like what two uh soldiers i believe yeah It'll, he'll be able to sustain a lot easier in the first like three or four levels of the game which is nice um mm -hmm. after that looks like we got corky and i he's one of the characters that i looked at when i skimmed through the patch notes earlier just because I really want um, I really want Corky to be good, and he's not right now. And reading this without ever, without ever playing him on this patch, uh, it does not look like he's going to be good on this patch either. Uh, they mm -hmm. have given him extra damage on uh, his W, uh, as well as time that it damages and uh it slows champions that are directly hit when you turn and burn over them but uh yeah the uh i don't think that's gonna do it i don't think that's gonna put him back into contention as a uh, highly sought after character in the game i mean high level players are always gonna be able to play whatever they want but in terms of low elo i think he's still a pick to avoid for sure it's it, yeah, it, I... the games are too fast I don't know. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful in terms of maybe they it might help him with a little bit of kill potential or like with the uh, like actual pro scene, like watching that slow come into like a great effect to start um, mixing in extra uh, um, extra like CC. Like it, he, it might be a good um, start for where he's at not quite certain of it quite yet um, we'll see but i'm hoping it might add in some good um good play to it but what i'm really looking forward to is maybe ap quirky might come back because then you can build in early leandries and as long as they're slowed you're already getting extra damage off of it um so maybe his ap <laughs> might come back into effect but that i'd have to look up the scalings for it to see if maybe it just the slow will help it out but we'll see yeah we'll see it could be interesting um who's next uh diana she desperately needed a nerf i was seeing maybe two-thirds of my games with diana and it was just getting awful especially as her being an uh or me being an adc just having to deal with that so consistently yeah so like surprise she's on you and you're dead mm-hmm um so great uh nerf mana went down damage per orb went down for her w so should balance her out so she's not this insta kill really really early in the game so that'll be nice um next is echo but specifically jungle echo which has been interesting pretty much they're just getting rid of his clear time um because it was pretty insane so 
his resonance stacks damage have gone from 200% against monsters down to 150%. I think so, that uh, mm. I think that'll definitely help. He'll still be super viable, but I uh, I think it'll pull him for Gragas in terms of uh, if you want someone to just roll up and make sure someone dies, I would pick Gragas over mm -hmm. Echo. Yep. So um, that's nice. I like. I enjoy Echo. Sometimes when he pops in the, up in the pro scene, it's just brutal. Yeah. Uh, and then having that come down the ranks, it just gets worse and worse unless it's on your team. Um, so Ezreal got a buff, which I don't know how I feel about. I've always been annoyed with Ezreal just because he's either really good or 90% of the time he's trash. I deal with a lot of trash. Yeah, he's got uh -huh. a... So, buff to his base stats here it looks like a buff to mana growth uh used to be 42 now it's 50 per level so mm -hmm. it's about eight extra mana per level not gonna be a huge difference it'll make a difference early but not a significant one i feel um mm -hmm. his attack speed growth uh from 1.5 percent to 2.5 percent i think that's actually a pretty decent buff um because yep. ezreal was always more of a spellcaster adc anyways so giving him a little more oomph when he's out of mana feels like a uh, acceptable buff to me. I'm sure we'll still see an exceptional amount of uh, morons playing it that don't utilize it at all, but mm -hmm. people who are good will know what to do with it. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, Galio got a buff, which is nice. I, I enjoyed seeing Zazel play him a lot. That's honestly one of the reasons I love Zazel, is just because his Galio play would either, like 90% of the time, it really dominated. Like, it was a pick where it was like, okay, this is going to get interesting, or it's going to get flexed mid. Right. So we have an increase on his tornado duration. The damage ticks are up to four. I'm guessing that just went with the time, because now it's two seconds and so instead of three ticks it's four so it procs four times so that'll be nice good lord leona i'm so glad that they <laughs> nerfed her like oh, i was she... seeing her consistently <laughs> I, I hate leona so much she does so many things she's like a more annoying nautilus uh -huh. so we've especially because got... she has double the stuns and a snare yeah she just it's the the same number of crowd controls are just different uh mm -hmm. we've got buff or no uh nerfs big nerfs to the damage on her w and her e so her eclipse yeah. and her zenith blade looks like uh the nerf on eclipse starts to matter when you get to level two of w not so much in the beginning it's about the same uh, and on mm -hmm. Zenith Blade, uh, the nerf is just all around. It's down 10 damage at all ranks, so it's going to make her early trading a little bit more survivable. Yeah, I, I almost feel like they should have looked at the armor increase for her W and nerfed that, because that's been the one thing that kind of bothers me. It's like she doesn't get punished for going in all the time, because um, she just pops W and she can walk away, and it's like, wow, I went from 100 damage down to, like, 40. What the heck? Glad, though, that I'm seeing some nerfs on her, because I just I was getting very tired of uh, it either 
just being every single game I played some days. Yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. all over the place. Uh, next, we got Misfortune. Mm -hmm. um, she Attack is like growth. the number one ADC right now, just across the board. Yeah. She's so good. I'm, I'm hoping to see that drop because like, I loved playing her, but man, she just gets stale at times. Um, yeah, think about this. One season, Kraken and I duoed Thresh, Misfortune, and he was playing Misfortune. I was playing Thresh. We climbed out of bronze up to like mid-silver. Uh, and we weren't playing all that much, maybe like one or two games a day, but that was all we played like the whole season. And mm. he never got bored, which I'll give him credit, but yeah, it, it got real annoying playing the same shit over and over and over again. But yeah, we've got a... Uh, a nerf to her attack speed growth based stat, which I think is fine, because once you build enough attack speed, it doesn't matter anyways. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's going down from three percent to two point two five, which is uh, yeah, it, acceptable. It's it's just to hurt that early game um, farm. So if you can't farm as well, then you shouldn't be able to come on as or come online as early. And I think that's pretty much what they were going for there, which I'm fine with. Um, I, I enjoyed, or I played her a lot, but man, it just it gets very stale. Uh, yeah. Next up, Rumble. Um, they're attacking the mid lane Rumble. Unfortunately, they haven't done anything to Rumble in the jungle yet. A, hey. uh, but the armor looks like their armor and attack damage are just cleaning up some numbers which is probably really nice considering coding wise you're using just integers and not floating point numbers because that takes up a little bit more processing um so that's probably why they are doing that uh, just for get starting to still get rid of that spaghetti code yep. so that that'll be nice but really it's that w just as I was like mentioning with Leono, making sure that he gets punished for trading badly. Yep, it's a it's a nerf to people who are bad, and it doesn't mean anything <laughs> to people who are good. Which I, I feel yeah. like that's kind of like the, I feel like that's the theme of these patch notes. Actually, is like they're nerfing. Like you're getting punished for being bad, which is that should I feel like that should happen every patch, and it doesn't always happen that way, but it it still makes it so that the characters are playable you just want to know what to do more mm -hmm. yeah and i think that they're, what they're really focusing on is just making sure pro play is enjoyable while keeping the lower elos steady like because it's really hard to balance like really high-end play if you're only looking at that it all it'll really start hurting the lower play yeah so if you're hurting all these champions just because it's like man they're getting abused up here and then all of a sudden it's like lower elo's like i don't know how to play this akali like me for example i i couldn't tell you how to play her before she got nerfed it, it, it's it's awful like you can't you either use it to climb and then you just get out of the ranks you never have to see it again and then you start falling down because it was getting banned up there or um you start getting into these lower ranks of people that just don't know what they're doing. And I lost my train of thought there. That's um, all right. We'll jump right back into the, the patch notes because we're still working through the champions and then we got a little bit more after that and then uh, we'll be done with patch notes. But uh, we're sitting on Sejuani here. 
it's like a it's like a half buff. It feels like uh, they're pulling mm -hmm. stuff out of her passive that felt unintuitive for most players, and that they weren't mm -hmm. capitalizing on it. Uh, and if they take it out now, they'll have more room to buffer in the future because the it, they say it's because the pro players won't exploit the safety that it brings. But basically, what they pulled from her passive was uh, it used to be it was only procced by uh, damage from epic monsters mm -hmm. and enemy champions, and now it's going to be from all monsters. So you could, in theory, with old Sejuani, you could roll into a lane and uh, just bully through a lane that no opponent is in be, uh, and suffer little to no damage because your armor was so big. Uh, and yeah, now, and... now that's not going to be a thing. Well, yeah, and as far as I know, I mean, doesn't that help your clear though a little bit? Uh, the frost armor removal because it doesn't. It didn't sound like it was much of a nerf, and it sounded like it was more supposed to be a buff than anything. Um, well, it's kind of a nerf to the jungle clear, and I only say kind of because every camp has an. Does every camp have an epic monster, or is that just the buffs? Um, That's just the buffs, you... right? So I'm trying to... the, the, the frost armor removal, basically mm -hmm. this, the way her passive worked was as long as you didn't take damage from an epic monster or a champion, you had a, like a shitload of extra armor. Like an, an annoying amount. So like whenever you engaged, whatever the first ability that hit you was would be negated by a lot of armor. If it was okay. ability power, then it didn't matter. But uh, after you take that damage, all that bonus armor falls off, and you're left with whatever your stat is and whatever your armor you've built. So okay. now it's still going to be procced by enemy champions, but it's also going to be procced by all monsters. So I imagine, like, baby Krugs, uh, the chickens, uh, the raptors, rather, um like those little monsters like the baby wolves those are all gonna be procking the armor and so it's i feel like it's kind of gonna it, it's not gonna nerf her clear speed it's gonna nerf her health on the okay clear. so her ability just to gank constantly pretty much is what yeah, we're looking at it, which isn't really a nerf it's more like putting her in line with all the other junglers okay so which, i guess will be nice especially since the jungle got buffed but i'm getting ahead yeah but also, they did give her a straight buff, and they gave her 10% bonus attack speed at level 1. So she has an extra 10% attack speed. I presume it's just carries through to all levels, but you still have the 10% at a level 1, which is nice. It's going to help her clear. And it should, it should, in theory, make up for any deficit that would be caused by that armor loss. Mm. So... That feels more like a keeping Sejuani in line with all the other junglers and making sure that she's not going to be the only gank champ besides Gragas to see yeah. pro play. Yeah. Uh, then we got your favorite. We got your bay. We got Senna. Holy crap, I love her. Right now, she is what I am using to climb because she is strong. But, and even with this, um, this nerf, I don't feel like it's been too hard on her. I feel like it's a good, decent amount, especially if you look at pro play. Because it's like, they trade a lot more. There's going to be getting a whole lot more um, souls than what I'm pretty much capable, of, especially if I don't have a support that I can talk to. So I feel like it's definitely a really good nerf. Um, 
especially because of the bug fix because i didn't even know that was a thing yeah me either but uh but go ahead and talk to me about the math on that because it hurts my head oh god i don't even want to like 25 percent on minions senna doesn't kill so it's rewarding you for playing as a support mm-hmm so that's that's where that buff comes in, and then only one point six percent on cannon minion cinema kills. I think what they were getting at is late game when now all you get is cannons. They're trying to remove the fact that you're getting a soul every single wave while also clearing. Right. So I think it was because honestly, it doesn't really hurt you early because if you think about it you're only getting one every three ways but late game you're going to be getting a whole lot of souls just out of the blue um, right because you're going to be team fighting you're going to be trading you're just going to be doing second autos all the same all the time so it's really designed to nerf the adc totally fine with that you can still stack pretty well um and that's why they did the 1.6 percent and then minion kills via Spoils of War that Senna gets credit for now count as kills by Senna, reducing the drop chance to 1.67. That one confuses me because it seems like they're just reissuing it. No, I, okay. So here's here's what that means because I, I, okay. I, I figured it out. Basically, uh, when you are playing Senna support and you have uh, the Relic Shield and the Steel Shoulder Guards... Um, the any minion that you kill or uh, that you get credit for so say you're you, they're looking at the potential of running like senatarik in the same way that people were running sonatarik mm-hmm. in pro play where they both had support items but only one farmed uh, mm. they're, they're looking at that because if you if you were to play Senna like that, like they're preemptively guessing what people were going to do. If you were going to play Senna with a with a support item, as well as like Tom Kench or something with a support item, and just have the Tom Kench farm, um, the ADC gets credit for minions killed by tank supports, right? Okay. So now. If you if oh. your if your support kills a minion, it counts as your kill for the minion, and therefore insta drops that percentage chance that it drops a soul. So instead of getting instead of getting that twenty five percent chance on minions that you don't kill, but rather your support does, if you have the support item to get the extra gold, you don't get souls. I get it. Okay, and so the whole point because now that I'm. It just dawned on me that you don't take those two items, Relic Shield or Steel Shoulder Guards, mm-hmm. as support sent out. Okay. So it's just making sure that if you can't farm with her as... Or if you can farm with her as ADC, then you're going to get nerfed. If you can farm with her as support, but you're also taking minions, you're going to get nerfed. Any way you farm outside of just getting the passive gold or autoing enemies, you're getting the nerf to the gold. Right. I think yeah, okay. I think you're right. That's gonna be a good a good nerf overall. Uh, moving on, we mm-hmm. got set. Uh, I don't think that they necessarily needed to nerf set, but the sets that I've seen have all been trash. So uh, mm-hmm. this is, I'm sure, a warranted nerf. Uh, they're gonna kill his base health regen from nine point two five to eight, and they're going to what is this a nerf to his W haymaker 
Uh, nerfing the cooldown uh, by a flat four seconds across the board. Uh, which, which is nice considering constantly getting that shield is just so annoying to deal with. I lied, it's not four seconds across the board. It's a weird, it's four seconds at level one and four seconds at level five, but not four seconds in between there. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> it's less, it's like three second nerfs. Anyways, uh, definitely a nerf, and it nerfs the damage on it as well uh, in the later levels, not in the early levels. So level 1 and level 2, you won't really notice a difference. Level 3, you might. Level 4, you should. And level 5, you definitely will uh, notice a difference in damage. You're not going to be hitting for quite as hard as you used to be. But other than that, I think uh, he's still in a really good spot. I'm hoping that... Uh, I don't see him in pro play because I want to see engage, not whatever the fuck it is that set does. Because <laughs> he he's like he's like such a great champion that doesn't do anything the whole time. He just waits to get hit yeah. and then that's it. He he just absorbs damage. He's this weird tank that just sits in the middle and does whatever he wants and makes sure you can't touch the backline. Like that's about all he does. Because mm -hmm. um, he's just there to be. Alright, uh, talk to me about Sona. What, what do we got there? I think they're just trying to remove her from other lanes, kind of like what they were thinking about with, uh, um, words, uh, like Soraka Top. Ah, they're nerfing that, that, they're nerfing that next patch. Yeah, that I can't wait for. I, I, it's not that it's, I'm, I, it's not that it's not good right now. I'm just sick of seeing it in my games because people don't know how to use it. And then I know how to play against it, so I generally use it as a free win. Because it's like, oh, Bill... Like, anytime I see Soraka or a massive healing champion like Nami too, first thing I get... Like, I'll, I'll even change my initial buy to just Longsword, three pots, and then just go for the uh, Executioner's Calling. So, I, I'm, I'm that person. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to see that... Uh... That move speed nerf on her E. <clears throat> I don't want to see her zooming around. And last but not least, actually definitely least, fuck this champion. It's Yumi. Uh, they're saying that she's no longer going to be a heal bot, and her Q should be a more more <laughs> words more worthwhile to cast even in the mid to late game. Uh, so mm -hmm. they're cutting down on the damage a little bit on her Q. On the on the yeah on the damage of it, uh, and flatlining the mana that it costs. So after level two on it, it's uh, it's about the same as it will be at level two, just for the rest of the game. Yeah, um, which is really nice seeing the um, damage of the target's current health, because that kind of gives her that just little oomph that she needs. I feel like yeah, um, which really weird. I'm, Played with the creator of Yumi, oddly enough. He is currently in gold right now, I think. That's Last good. I checked. So. Uh, then we got a, a new little thing for her W, which is where she jumps onto and off of champions. Uh, the it looks like a silence no longer counts as an immobilizing effect that would mm -hmm. place you and me on a five second cooldown. So uh, even if her, the champion that she's sitting on gets silenced, uh, she can still jump on and off at will. Looks like. Yeah, I think it's more to make sure that she can hop back onto you as long as she can use her ability. 
or actually that is a good question um is it affecting her specifically um when she's not on the champion or while she's on a champion or is it both i don't know i would have to see the interaction in game to properly understand it but since i don't play yumi i don't really care <laughs> it's just she's always been one of those champions that kind of just bugs me whenever someone picks her considering how hard she got nerfed so right it's been i'm just kind of sick of seeing her but now she might actually be back hopefully but not like garen and yumi bot lane that was awful meta i did not enjoy that one bit yeah well We've been going on about this for like 40 minutes, so let's uh, let's run through jungle XP, and then uh, that's probably all we really need to talk about for the patch notes. The rest is just ARAM mm -hmm. balance updates and bug fixes and shit. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, for the jungle monsters, uh, they fucking just nerfed jungle into the ground for like two years straight, and... Uh, they really, really did it to him for the preseason, and uh, they were getting so little XP that jungle felt super worthless. You were seeing, I was seeing content creators post like uh, screenshots from LCS of teams where the support is like three levels ahead of the jungler, and the jungler's got mm -hmm. 140 CS. Like, it's insane how fucking nerfed jungle got, just super castrated. <laughs> Uh, but it looks like they're uh, they're buffing up the XP that uh, the junglers are going to get. So it shouldn't... I don't think it'll have any effect on if you decide as your mid lane to go steal the raptors or anything. I don't think that'll change. But uh, junglers are going to be getting more <laughs> XP. Yeah, and I, I do like that they kind of threw in to try and make sure no one jumped into the, uh, or did, like, the level 2 early strat before they hit lane. Like, they pretty much made sure that wasn't viable um, by making sure that it's all based on the jungle item. So they kept that going. Um, so they're really just making sure it's jungle-oriented the whole time. So that's been the issue. I do want to see, uh, like, Meteos to get back in the game because I, I feel like like his Gragas, he loves that Gragas, but it's not early enough game for him to start winning games. Yeah. Uh, and I feel, I feel like that's been like an issue because like my friend felt like Gragas was back and then all of a sudden he just fell behind. Not because he wasn't doing anything, but because the other jungler was just getting ahead from spam ganking while my friend was trying to keep up with farm because, yeah, he could gank, but then... Here and there, he he just couldn't keep up with the spam ganking that was going on, and how that guy was levels ahead. Yeah, there's a there's a, after the preseason, there was a definite way to play jungle, and it involved just running at the lanes and murdering them mm -hmm. as often as you could, and letting your laners farm your jungle. Honestly, but yeah, this should this should hopefully make it so you can play like you should be able to play Kindred. You know, she's fucking awful right now but you should be able to play it and not be punished for playing a farm heavy jungler or shivana is another big one like shivana has always annoyed the heck out of me because people are like oh yeah i'm good with shivana and then it's like yeah but not in this meta yeah and this is the meta of the ap shivana where you're really only good at one thing and that's hitting r and then hitting e and then yeah. hopefully you did enough damage to win the team fight. If not, you're a walking cannon minion. 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much just like as long as you built AP and you got the back lane. Yeah, we might be able to win this game. Right. Even then, that's iffy. Yeah. But, I mean, God, that was just so super annoying. No, I, I feel it. So those are those are the patch notes for 10.3. We'll have 10.3 for <laughs> two weeks, and then they're going to nerf the hell out of Soraka top and probably <laughs> deal with whatever the ramifications of this patch are. And I don't think there will be too severe, so next patch should be pretty tame of all things. Yeah. Um, but that's um, that's enough. Of what's, what's up? Uh, really quickly, I mean, how are you feeling about the rankings and, and standings in uh, the pro scene right now? Did you expect C9 to come out of the blue like that? Let Cause... me let me tell you some things, okay? Because I, <laughs> I have opinions, and I'll take an extra couple of minutes at, uh, after we talk about pros to talk about the strat of the day, if you will, of what I want to teach the, the younglings uh, in the scene. But let me fucking tell you about LCS and why people need to stop shitting on LCS. Um, it used to be that the bottom five teams in EU could almost always beat the bottom five teams in NA and almost the top five teams in NA as well. Well, no longer, because the bottom five teams in Europe are dog shit. And they are about as dog shit as the bottom five teams in NA. Uh, just across the, both regions, you've got teams that are completely lossless. You've got teams that have lost all their games. So there's a, a, a widespread of what's going on in the pro scene. And to answer your question, I am thrilled that Cloud9 is coming out swinging because I didn't think they were going to. And I thought Blabber was too young and inexperienced to step into MVP Svenskeren's shoes, but you know what? He's doing it, and he's doing a damn good job. Yeah. Like, I I, I was like, I don't know if I want to support Cloud9 this season. I don't think they even have a good team anymore because my favorite player's gone. Zazel's gone. Like, like originally I loved Sneaky. I started to love Zazel, and then their duo was just beautiful, and I was like, wow, they, they gave it up. Okay, wow, I don't even recognize this team anymore. Niski's all, all that's left. Uh, he's the longest one, and now all of a sudden it's like... That's not true. Licorice. Out. Oh, Licorice too. Yeah. I, well, I think it was Niski was the longest-running C9 player now, because uh, when they interviewed him, I, it was like, yeah, how does it feel to be the only and the or like the only remaining member that's been here the longest or something? I thought it's they like, had Licorice wow. longer because he was in their academy team. I think they were going um, just pro scene. Oh, well then, yeah. I, I, I think they probably... Because I, I think Nisky and Licorice debuted in the same uh, the same split, but I think they signed Nisky first. Mm. Yeah, it was just kind of like, wow, I don't recognize this team. And they're 4-0. And freaking Sven, I was like... That sneaky man was is so good. And then now he's 18 0 33 mm -hmm. highest kd8 in all of lcs 52 LCS, no 51 league. yeah he is uh he's gonna die this week but he is the only player <laughs> to be deathless and i know cloud nine hasn't really played any like super challenging teams but to start your spring split 4-0 when people were putting you like at the back end of the top three teams that's pretty good Especially like seeing a resurgence in Sven. I mean, I didn't want him to come to TSM because that meant throwing double lift away. And I was like blown away that Reggie thought that was a good idea. 
when they uh, made that trade. But he looked like trash for like two years on TSM, and now he's on Cloud9 with uh, Vulcan, who just appears to have unlocked him, and they are just going to town. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw, I think my friend was sending me memes. He was just like, it was like a C9 was like, it was like, yeah, it was like a, so one team was just like, man, these are trash. Here you go, C9. And then C9 was like, no, they were trash on your team. I've unlocked them or something like that. It was just kind of weird. Just like, <laughs> they just magically started working on C9 and it, boom, everything yeah. started working. Yeah, well, after this last week of uh, LCS play, uh, we got a very uh, sort of definitive uh, set of teams that are in the top, the top, uh, in the middle, and at the very bottom. Uh, looking at the standings, let's look at that real quick. We've got Cloud9 sitting on top with 4-0 after two weeks of play. Uh, Dignitas and FlyQuest, of all fucking teams, are holding down yeah, second I... place, 3-1 and one each. I thought it would be Evil Geniuses that came out swinging. It was actually Dignitas, honestly. That was kind of that was crazy. I didn't expect it, but I'm excited for it. it yeah. It's really shaking things up. I'm gonna I'm gonna flame you because EG is terrible and they looked terrible from the beginning. But that was just my opinion, and now it's a fact. So you were wrong the whole time, but it doesn't matter because your boys yeah. are killing it in Cloud Nine. Um, my boys yeah. are not killing it. My boys look sad, and I'm sad about it. Uh, right there in the middle. Uh, rocking two and two. We've got four teams at two and two. We got TSM, Immortals, Team Liquid, and Hundred Thieves. Um, but it's kind of like of those teams, I would probably put Team Liquid in fourth place and TSM in fifth place, and then Immortals and Hundred Thieves behind them. Uh, because TL looks fine. They just didn't in they their first week. Yeah, both yeah. TL and TSM started O two, and then uh, TSM or no. Liquid started one and one, and then they went one and one again. And TSM went zero oh and two, and then two and zero. Oh. So I, TSM is uh, no, yeah. What's up? Um, t- seeing the reaction on Doublelift's face, it was just devastating. Like you could tell there was something wrong. Like he he just kind of stared at his monitor for a second before he, he started wrapping up his cords during one of these losses, and he, you could tell he was just like, "What the heck." What is going on? Like, why are we not winning these? Well, I'll tell you why uh, they're not winning those. I know exactly why they're not winning those. I am, after all, <laughs> the most high-level analyst of all time. I'll tell you exactly why TL is losing these games. And they will stop shortly. Don't you worry. They'll get back to the top. But TL lost their first couple games, uh, two out of those three first games, because, honestly, the whole deal with TL used to be win lane, win game, right? Because Doublelift and Core JJ is just a fucking super good bot lane, and Jensen's good as hell, and Impact is good as hell, and Xmithy just sort of facilitated that, right? Well, they mm-hmm. tossed Xmithy because reasons. And they wanted Broxa, but they can't have him. We'll find out Thursday if they get him or not, for sure. Like, apparently Steve said, that's that's the day where we find out if Broxa got confirmed or denied for his visa. And if he got denied, I don't even know what the fuck they're going to do, but... They've got Shurnfire almost definitely for next week because uh, you don't want to play Brock so jet-lagged as fuck from Europe the next yep. day. That would be terrible. Um, but the, it used to be win lane, win game, and that's not how the game is right now. After preseason, 
and playing fucking Senna and Aphilios, like, after the first week, it became obvious that Senna was not as good as Aphilios in pro play. And then after these nerfs, that's going to be confirmed again. Um, mm -hmm. Senna just, especially on double lift, like, he needs a champion he can do stuff with. What was his best pocket pick for years? Lucian. Lucian's the skirmisher yeah. of the century. Like, TL's not going to win games by playing what other teams think is good. They're going to win games by playing what they're good at. Because they're better at it than all the other teams. And I think they figured that out. And I expect to see them start having quite a few more 2-0 weeks. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see what happens when they hit Cloud9 again. I don't know if they'll uh, be able to take them, but we'll see. Yep. Um, and then, obviously, 100 Thieves, Golden Guardians, Evil Geniuses. Kind of interested in the fact that Counter-Logic Gaming has just fallen apart in the last few years, but it, it's to be expected. Like, all of these champions were like, or all of these uh, teams were like, yeah, this kind of makes sense outside of Team Liquid. Yeah, everyone thought Liquid was going to be higher, and people thought TSM was going to be higher, but... TSM, you know, two weeks is a pretty small sample size. And uh, mm -hmm. I saw Mean Mr. Keen, one of the writers for Riot, he uh, he wrote, uh, TSM is currently undefeated in the Bjergsen isn't super sick meta. So, you know, for what it's worth, he was pretty sick in the first week. And we'll see how he is in the next week. But if they can pull another 2-0, they'll be sitting at 4-2, and which is pretty good. Because if Dignitas and FlyQuest both go one and one, then TSM will be sitting up there with teams that were like, hey, they'll go to playoffs. Hey, they'll go to Worlds. They'll be back up where they, you know, were supposed to be. So, mm -hmm. uh, man, yeah. Evil Geniuses, they'll figure it out eventually. But I was listening to, who was I listening to? Oh, I was listening to uh, The Dive. And they were talking about Evil Geniuses and their struggles. And uh, it occurred to me, just as I'm sure it occurred to them, um, they got a big core of C9 for their player base, but Evil Geniuses wasn't an organization, really. Like, it is an org, obviously, but they bought into the league. They didn't inherit staff or anything. Like, they're building a home base. Like, no. they, they don't have the infrastructure that Cloud9 does. Cloud9's had the same infrastructure, rotating pieces in and out for years. Same with all these other household names like CLG, TL, uh, shit, 100 Thieves even has infrastructure. But like, Evil Geniuses, and I think, th are they the only team that bought in? Or no, Immortals. Uh, Immortals also bought in. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't get a spot. Or did they get Optic? Um, I can't remember. Uh, that one was there was just a lot of changes to keep up with. Yeah, so I'm not Re quite sure off the top of my head. Regardless, Evil Geniuses they don't have an infrastructure like they have like their whole team setup is as new as their team. Mm -hmm. Like their coaching staff is all working together for the first time. It's it's a whole big group of people that likely aren't trusting each other as much as teams like Cloud Nine who have been working together for years, like. Yeah. Reaper's been the head coach of Cloud9 since I started paying attention to what Cloud9 was doing. Like the that's that that sort of experience you can't really beat and it's something I don't think a lot of people thought about when they were thinking about where Evil Geniuses was going to fall in the rankings. But yeah. uh yeah, they're down at the bottom. 
poor CLG. 0 and 4. Oh, man. No, I I don't think they're going to expect a, their uh, way out of there anytime soon. No, and you know what's interesting? <coughs> Pardon me. Something I noticed the other day when I was just browsing through uh, Twitch, um, I, I, ha I happened upon an academy game, and it was the CLG academy team, but Stixay was playing for them. Mm -hmm. And I, w I went and checked the roster, and I was like, holy shit. He has to play as the ADC for both teams because they didn't have another ADC. They do now yeah. on their page, but they didn't before, which was crazy to me. So yeah. they've been they like Stixay's got to have such a rough time because he's inarguably one of the better players on the team, and he's playing double duty for an organization that hasn't won a game this split in Academy or LCS. Dang, they're really having a hard time. They're like 0-8 across all their teams. It's rough. Dang. And it's especially unfortunate because, you know, Crown, they, they spent big bucks to get Crown, and they got a coach that was Korean so that they could have better communication with Crown. And they got Smoothie, but Smoothie fucking, yeah, he talks a lot, but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> Ugh, man, I, I I just it's a good thing right now that like I I can see why spring not counting is a good thing right now. Yeah, because there is a lot of work to be done before we can figure out who's going to finals. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Uh, who just real quick before we stop talking about pro and briefly mention like the tip of the day. Um, who do you want to see out of the NA teams go to MSI? I, I would really like to see Cloud9 because I, I elevate them all the way. Like I'm I'm excited now for this roster finally. Now that it's kind of like coming into its own, but I, I would really like to see um, some representation from C9 because they've they've always been the underdog and finally they're at the top. So they've gotten up to the they they've been there they've been right next to Liquid and all of a sudden it's like oh we lost it oh we we. We shouldn't have done that or man what is going on gotta pull sneaky out now like i would love to see where they go here soon with uh their team yeah and just showing it off an msi would be a great way to do it i'm actually uh i'm actually gonna agree with you uh as much as i love tsm i would rather see cloud nine because cloud nine is in, in the way their team is formed right now, it is evidence that we have homegrown talent in NA that can do well elsewhere. Because, <laughs> I mean, even though Nizki and Zven are imports, I think Vulcan, even though he's French, he's an NA resident, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because they have to blow their import slots on Zven and Nizki, so he has to be. So Vulcan's NA... Blabber's NA, Licorice's NA. Like, these are guys that are homegrown talent, and if we can send them to international competition and they can knock some heads, like, even if they don't win MSI, like, they'll probably have to play G2, so, you know, that's scary enough. But if they can take games off of 
you know, these Korean teams and EU teams that are really good, like, man, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's really good for the region as a whole. And TSM doesn't have enough of those players and neither does uh, TL, even though TL has double lift. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, here's hoping. I would love to just see that NAO beats EU meme come back because it, it was sorely lacking last year. Well, yeah. Holy crap. Well, EU won everything. <laughs> up, up till finals. Yeah. Well, we don't talk about that 3 0. We talk about G2's just raining stomp over everyone else the whole time. Uh, speaking mm -hmm. of those monsters playing Soraka top, fucking goddammit, oh, grabs. Oh. It's always something that's meta, yeah. or every year. There's just that one, it's like, wow, didn't expect that one. Tarixona, whoa. Zillion with zero farm top? Yeah, we'll see. It's always got to be something. We'll see what they pull out for uh, for this next week, but let's uh, let's stop harping on LCS. We didn't even talk about LEC, but they're all trash as far as I'm concerned. Um, mm -hmm. Other than G2, obviously. <laughs> uh, but let's talk real quick, uh, spend no more than 10 minutes on it. Um, let's talk about a quick tip that I thought of as a, a topic that we could really spend like an entire podcast talking about. Um, tilting your opponents. This is a strategy that I feel can be employed with relative ease and to great success from iron up through to probably low plat honestly um you may not know how to tilt your opponents but it's easy to figure it out because think about what happens when you're in a game and something goes wrong and for the rest of that game you're pissed off congrats that's what you need to do to your opponents figure out uh -huh. how to push their buttons i've, I've got that tent right in my lane <laughs> yep there you There's... go if you want to do it as a jungler pick a weak lane that has a terrible early game that is somehow shoved up for some reason and just go fuck that lane up for like 10 minutes just gank it over and over and over and over and over again until they are so far behind they can't do anything or yeah, that was no go ahead that was that was my game before the um we started it tonight was um we were I think Caitlyn was zero and six. I only had two deaths, and it was because the Mordekaiser kept roaming down. And it was just like they had to set a tent up. And then all of a sudden, Nocturne was like, I can get in on this. And so we started 3v3ing and winning every single fight. Caitlyn, I don't think, had a single assist or kill that game. And it just, it, I'm pretty sure we tilted that entire team because of it. Probably. <coughs> I'll give you an example of uh, something that I like to do. I don't do it as often in ranked just because I know people, at least when you get into silver a little bit, definitely in gold and definitely beyond gold, uh, people load into ranked and intend to win. So they pick something that they probably are going to feel comfortable on or at least that they believe is to be a counter matchup. So I won't do this in ranked nearly as often. But last night I played a game with Kraken. And we had mm -hmm. finished ranked, so we were like, let's fuck around, let's play some stupid shit in norms. Uh, and we were looking through champions during champion select. We had no idea what we were going to play. And I was like, what if we played... I don't remember what I said, but it came down to Pantheon. And I was like, I haven't played the new Pantheon yet. And he was like, 
I'll play the new Pantheon. So he picked Pantheon <laughs> support. And I was oh, like, no. I'm not going to play an ADC so we can have a mixed damage profile. I'm going to play a mage of some sort. What do I play? And he was like, something with CC. And I was like, okay. I don't want to play a Nivea because I play a Nivea all the time. Uh, I locked in Nico. Oh, God. Let me tell you the fucking clusterfuck that was that lane. Uh, at the end of the game, Kraken had 14 kills and I had 9. Um, I farmed. He didn't farm. Uh, he did die like 10 times, but that was after 15 minutes. He started dying because he t- didn't have the farm and money to not be small. Uh, mm-hmm. The other team's comp was also pretty troll, but their bot lane was Ash support with Misfortune as the ADC. And uh, the only real threat in that lane was the Ash. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, mm-hmm. We started the first... We started level one with both of our crowd control. Uh, his point click stun and my snare. Uh, we got a kill immediately. They came back to lane. We got another kill. By the time we were level six, like you, you couldn't approach us. You would just die. It was just <laughs> so disgusting. And the game went on for like 30 minutes, which is insane. Uh, but we just, like, that lane was so disgusting. We never saw the enemy jungler. Like, our jungler never even came near us. We were just so, we were just going in so hard. Um, we also happened, like, that game is an outlier in that our team performed exceptionally well and the enemy team performed really bad. Uh, but, like, pick something that's ridiculous. Like, something that's so simple. Like Danico. She has one combo. It's EQ. Or REQ, which is just an adaptation of the combo. Like, she just has great base stats, and you can win all the matchups. Yeah, I I feel like it's it's like when I bring out oh, we have a lot of AD, well, I'm going to pull out Ryze, and people just don't expect it for bot lane. Nope. It's just this weird character that you don't expect, but yet all of a sudden just starts growing in damage. You're like, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? And you start getting really ahead. Yeah. The uh, the benefit to intentionally going about tilting your opponents uh, is likely not going to be felt right away. Um, there was a game, a different game I was playing, where I was having trouble uh, as Anivia into a Yasuo lane. He was just going all over the place, and he was really intent on winning the lane, and I just couldn't really fight him all that well. Uh, and he was beating me in the lane, but I shoved a wave in, and as he was farming it, I stood there and activated and deactivated my recall like nine times, and he never came near me. And I just sat there in the middle of the lane with no wards in my bushes and just recall, stop, recall, stop recall stop it was it 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 felt at the time like it was more insulting than sitting there and dancing yeah it's it's like the singed um top lane like if you play it to the point where you get super tanky and no one can deal with you and then you start proxy farming and so now all of a sudden the person's like oh well i'm gonna kill you and then you just run away it's like okay that starts getting demoralizing and then all of a sudden he realizes oh no i have wave crashing into a wave under my tower and 
I can't stop the damage. I can only try and hopefully farm or ignore all this farm and just clear it as fast as I can. Like you're starting to get under their skin with that. Mm -hmm. And the more the more and more you can get under your opponent's skin, the more and more likely they are to make a mistake. And I feel like this is like the crucial point, right? <clears throat> you spend your time doing whatever strategy it is to tilt your opponent in the 1v1 or the 2v2, whatever you're doing. You're, you're putting forth the effort to make their mental bad. Now, if you just fuck around, you've done nothing with the advantage you've made for yourself. But if you watch for their mistakes and you capitalize on their mistakes, you wait for them to walk in front of minions while you have a Blitzcrank, you wait for them to take a bad trade and then hang around. Like, you need to see that they're going to make a mistake because their head's not in it, and you capitalize on it and grow your advantage and make their head even worse. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a compounding issue. And if you can recognize how to do that to your opponents, you can recognize when they're doing it to you, and you can think to yourself, I need to take a breath. I need to focus. I need to detilt myself, at least like put a Band-Aid on your tilt so you stop hemorrhaging your mentality, you know? <coughs> it's like um we had a the enemy had a an akali and so what we ended up doing was just like oh like she she kept dying to a swain mid and so like he killed her the first time just as the jungler was coming in jungle hadn't even touched her and so her first thing is oh well you need two people to kill me mm -hmm. well then i was just letting my support roam and so she was just getting mad it's like see you can't deal with me you you need three of them you and it's like zero and six like by 15 minutes and it's like she's oh, just like oh well cool. i'm so good you can't you guys just need team or you just need your full team to kill me and it's like does she not know that we're fed now like she really can't deal with us even 1v1 so it, pretty much it was just we got under her skin and she didn't realize it it was all. It's all started when Swain was like, "I'm sorry, I had to pull out this, you know, champ that I'm really good at." And she was like, "Yeah, yeah, right." And then all of a sudden, she started trying to demoralize him. And it's like, "Dude, you're zero six. He's like twelve and one now. Like, oh, you're man. not getting under his skin." Yeah, I find uh, at least for me, when you can recognize when you have officially tilted your opponent it gets a lot easier to focus on not tilting because to be frank, you're probably having fun, mm -hmm. but that's, uh, that's going to be, that's going to be it for us tonight. That's your quick tip. If you can try and tilt your opponents and then look for the advantage when they're floundering in their frustration and rage, uh, it could prove vital to climbing. I know it works in mm -hmm. silver and I'm going to use it to the best of my abilities. But uh, that's going to do it for us. Any final thoughts, Brox? Uh, just make sure when you're flaming, or, well, not flaming, when you're doing it, don't flame, but just, like, point, uh, just trash talk them enough that their flaws become prevalent. And so then they start focusing on that. And so that's mm -hmm. how they're going to start losing, is they're going to focus on their flaws, and they're going to keep committing more mistakes. Brief example of how to do that right before we close, because I just thought of it when you said that. Uh, if your opposing laner flashes in lane, put it in all chat. 
<laughs> put it put it yeah. all chat that she flashed because if the opposing teammates have their all chat turned on uh they'll see and they'll be like mm -hmm. what the fuck and that's embarrassing especially if they die if they flash and still die oh and then you let the other team know oh it's like telling on someone else's it's like telling on your friend to their parents it's yep. just just fucking mean and it's not mm -hmm. flame either so it's uh, it's it's all in good fun anyways <laughs> that's gonna do it for us tonight everybody you know rest in peace to colonel kraken hopefully he'll come back someday i miss you buddy i love you well let's get cracking i i fucking hate you good night i know you do <laughs> night <laughs> <laughs>